We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv an unmatched dual threat. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one, Adams, touchdown! This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by NFL Sunday Ticket. Thera1CBD and Fandraft, as well as Bet Online. On today's show, we're going to look at a number of different topics, uh, mainly uh, some about the Washington backfield, uh, how that shook out over the last couple of weeks. Marquise Brown, and if he is set to break out and set the world ablaze in 2020. And we're going to look through uh, some draft strategy then using some of the tools on the road of his website. Done a recent piece that Sean done on the site. As always, my name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. And I'm joined by Sean Siegel, who I've mentioned there just a moment ago. Sean, uh, it's a busy time for you at the moment, making the, the podcast rounds. And uh, we had Scott Barrett on last week for two shows, which uh, I, I really enjoyed. Really positive feedback in both those shows. Um, and uh, they are both actually trending to be top five all-time 
downloads for uh, our numbers here on Road of His Overtime. So thanks to everyone who checked that out and who enjoyed it. Uh, obviously, then you were on with Scott Barrett and Graham Barfield on their podcast, the Fantasy Points podcast. Uh, after that, uh, a really good listen as well, which I enjoyed. But um, it is like things are hyping up. We we are getting very, very close. And it's a bit strange without the preseason to kind of guide you towards NFL Week 1, the way things are building up this year. Uh, it's actually closer than it seems and could almost catch you out. But uh, Sean, as we as we get closer to that uh, start of the NFL season, um, how's things with you? Fantastic. It looks like uh, the NFL is, is doing a solid job in the early going here in terms of managing the things they need to manage for us to have a season. I think that's really helping the enthusiasm build. We have a lot of drafts coming up. The uh, FFPC getting ready to really get started on those main events and, and we're going to have a, a rotoviz overtime main event team this year i know you and i are, are really looking forward to that and we're going to have ben gretch partner up with us for that and, and uh, listeners who got to hear ben on the show last year that was also one of uh, the very top shows that we've had and so that's going to be a lot of fun we've started our prep and we're going to be talking about that over the next couple of shows this week but then also as we go forward throughout the season looking at a lot of different players looking at a lot of different tactics so it certainly won't be uh column and i just like talking about what happened with our team it'll be within the context of fantasy football nfl performance that kind of thing but, but we're pretty excited about it and uh, that'll happen for us later this week Speaking of the FFPC, today's stat attack focuses on someone sort of near and dear to my heart since I own him in virtually all of my Dynasty Leagues. And finally now, it looks like he may have some value with the unfortunate news related to Darius Guy. So we're going to be talking a little bit about Bryce Love and the Washington backfield. Love comes into the NFL with a 2,118-yard college season on his resume, and he's currently the fastest riser in FFPC best ball formats. If you pull up the Exposures and ADP tool and click on Risers Fallers, you can see that he's jumped 122 spots and is now closing in on the top 200. So that big college season and that swift rise in ADP, that's our FFPC stat attack for the day. Yeah, the FFPC, they are the home of the best fantasy football leagues and contests in the industry, including Dynasty Best Ball and, of course, the world-famous FFPC main event. To learn more or to join the league today, head on over to myffpc.com. That's myffpc.com. And as always, today on the show, we'll be using some of the tools, talking about some of the tools. They can set you up specifically for that FFPC domination. Sean did tease it there as well when we talked about um, Ben Gretsch being our co-owner here on, on one of the, the main event teams that we're having here for the podcast. And I have to say, it's going to be a a huge amount of fun this is something that we're going to try i think it's going to work very successfully the idea i have in my head i've been kind of trying to bounce it back and forth to see what way we can do it but the intention is to actually record this draft as we do it and then break that down into nice neat chunks for each round and then drop that as a number of podcasts next week so we might actually have four to five podcasts next week doing specific draft strategy as sean ben and myself make those picks in the main event so i think that should be uh, a lot a lot of fun so i guess we'll see how we'll see how these are things that and uh, and theory will work out fantastic we'll see how they work out then in practicality but i'm hoping that next week we're going to have a a real uh, exciting week of podcasts uh, as we do overtime draft week for you but sean you touched on it there with bryce love the love is real for bryce i guess we'll say and uh, the ba- watching the backfield over the last week has changed and dynamic quite considerably um obviously he's somebody that you own a lot of as you mentioned is he clearly the guy to to own is it basically is, is there any want to have and if the other guys 
still still around there obviously uh, antonio gibson's getting a, a lot of love over the last week or so yeah so if you go in and you look at the ffpc redraft version of the tool you can see that the top three risers here uh love 77 points up uh slots up in redraft adrian peterson 53 up antonio gibson 39 up and not surprisingly the guy who's going earliest there didn't have quite as far to rise but antonio gibson has gotten quite expensive one of the things you can do here too i think is a lot of fun we have the new rotoviz news tool uh, that you mentioned on the show last week you can go in there make sure you're not missing any of these developments and when we look at the news coming out of Washington, we hear them trying to manage expectations for Antonio Gibson, which I think is only fair. I mean, Antonio Gibson is the kind of guy that we want for zero running back teams. We have to be aware of the price and not drafting him up at to a level where he would just have to absolutely destroy realistic expectations to still return excess value on top of what we paid for him. This is a guy who wasn't really a running back in college he had a lot of receiving yards he's a big explosive player he should create some big plays for them how quickly he's able to do it as the main guy uh, a very different story there adrian peterson would look to have those early down touches sort of on lockdown uh, perhaps even mixing peyton barber in a little bit but by contrast to you know trying to manage expectations for antonio gibson they do also appear to be trying to generate a little bit of enthusiasm for Bryce Love, someone who, with all of those injury concerns, had really been backburnered uh, before this Geist release. And so that's one of the reasons why I wrote an article last week talking about Love and some of the things we've seen from him in the past and trying to figure out what his upside would be. Now, we know his downside is basically getting injured again or just no longer being the same player that he was. Uh, there is reason to believe that you know he's pretty clearly behind Peterson and then that they'll be working Gibson in for a lot of sort of manufactured touches. The question then is, will there be touches beyond that? And if there are, what could Love do with him? One of the things that I like to look at here, that college profile, the yards, the explosiveness, and then the height or the weight speed profile. And we see that Love is very, very similar to a couple of my favorite former players in Chris Johnson and Jamal Charles. Looking at them, there's a lot of similarities. Love in terms of the peak college season for those guys, more rushing yards, almost two yards per carry more than those two players. When you're talking about blowing away someone like a Chris Johnson, the NFL's all-time single-season yards from scrimmage leader, blowing away Jamal Charles, probably the single most efficient running back in NFL history, you're talking about a guy who did something that that seems almost impossible. So when we're looking at him as being the smaller speed back, that would be the ceiling. We certainly wouldn't expect Bryce Love to come out and be Chris Johnson, be Jamal Charles, at least not right away. In between, we could get almost anything. What we're really looking for here, and you mentioned it's going to be a little bit more difficult uh, without the preseason, but is Love coming along? Is he moving himself into some of those touches that will be available? Uh, is he doing anything in the passing game? And could he end up being the guy if they want to move into a little bit more of a full rebuild? I think that Adrian Peterson offers safety for them, offers a little bit of a security blanket, but this is a, a rebuilding type of team a team that needs to see what their young players have it doesn't make sense to go with a broken down adrian peterson 
if you have Antonio Gibson, if you have Bryce Love ready to make some plays. So I think we have that transition throughout the season from trying to use Adrian Peterson and making sure that they're giving the rest of the players on offense a fair shake. They obviously want to develop Dwayne Haskins. They want to give the passing game a little bit of a breather. They want to have a functional running back in there. But at one point, does that shift happen? So Love becomes a a pretty interesting guy late. Colin, looking at the different prices and what these two guys have done in college, do you have a preference here in terms of how you're attacking drafts? I think probably before last week, you know, you mentioned there about, you know, Antonio Gibson being something that you might look for in a zero RB candidate. I think before the, this happened last week with Geis, I think he probably was in that zone. I think now with the push up, there's you know a, an over expectation probably going in there. Now I, I do have some shares in Dynasty. I actually did a trade last week as well to pick up one more share. Um, so I do, I do think there's still success in the picture for Gibson. But when you look at the the price that we're looking at, Bryce Love is basically free at the moment. You know, in a twenty eight round uh, FFPC drafts, he's kind of just going at the tail end of that. So I think if you're picking him up because if you look at the you mentioned there the franchise been rebuilding and all that sort of stuff if you look at the actual overall franchise having adrian peterson in the picture doesn't really make a lot of sense in terms of how they're trying to build for the future adrian peterson is 35 years old he seems like he's immortal he's never going to break down you know there's there's going to be one of these seasons where his body uh, does break down on him unfortunately and if we look then at the the adp that we're getting somebody like a bryce love I think you're getting an opportunity there that he could even, you know, further push himself into more carries or more targets. So I think uh, when, when there's nothing really left to lose by by drafting at his current ADP, he's, he's definitely somebody that we should be stashing on the those rosters and, and trying to pick up as well uh, and redraft if you're in deeper leagues. Um, I, I like Gibson, but um, <laughs> Bryce Love is a, a, a no a no lose kind of lotto pick that uh, could push that team over the edge come the end of the season. But I, I do think Gibson's intriguing. Geis was somebody I, I really had no interest in picking up, and then Peterson just based on the, the age profile and uh, expecting him to be able to produce at a high level in his age thirty five season is is not something that I'm betting on. So it's going to be an interesting uh, kind of turn of events over the last kind of fourteen days there in Washington. Let's see how it shakes out moving forward. The other player to highlight, somebody who Scott Barrett mentioned on our, our show last week, was Marquise Brown. Uh, Curtis has a piece up on the website talking about Marquise Brown being a virtual lock to set the fantasy world ablaze in twenty twenty. Um, obviously the ravens had a phenomenal season last year breakout season for lamar jackson um obviously if they're going to take a step forward this year it's really going to have to get all the way to the super bowl is kind of the expectations they're going to have there marquise brown who went healthy last year had some very big flash plays and let's see if we can we can get it consistent last year finishing as a rookie with 46 for 584 and seven touchdowns on 71 targets and as i mentioned when he was on the field so he did only play 14 games missing two but was banged up in, in quite a few of those other contests with marquise brown sean are you all aboard for 2020 he's he's somebody who you know based on his size always like last year i had a lot of concerns about him uh, after the nfl draft so i i really didn't have much of him in any of my teams last season and dynasty because of that i still have none to very little of him this season uh, but in, in redraft and leagues like that i think he's a, an interesting candidate he's a, he's in those rounds where there's a lot of wide receivers we'd like but is is he somebody that you're willing to to take um, at that spot brown is a is an interesting guy because he's right in that range where if he breaks out to the level that we think is possible then 
he'll still return value to you at the same time he's also right in that group where you have a lot of very good options a lot of players who probably both have a higher floor and a higher ceiling and so when you're talking about both of those things it can be difficult to pull the trigger one of the things that i i think is fun here certainly a a couple of our favorite guys in, in terms of scott and then curtis you know very obviously uh some of the the best minds here in fantasy football really trying to fuel this marquise brown uh rise up the draft board and into a range where we we simply can't afford him anymore but the reason that they're on board and the reason they like this guy i think uh, very enticing very encouraging in terms of of what the ultimate upside might end up being curtis points out in his article that we have a number of different pieces here when we're looking at former first round draft picks and he was all aboard dj Moore in the same way uh, that we all were at no one was written more about than dj Moore last year one of the reasons he had those five plus targets per game that we like to see from these first round rookies and was efficient player the two things that curtis is really looking at here are you know former first round picks good target levels as a rookie and then good efficiency levels as a rookie and certainly those efficiency levels are something that blair andrews has been hammering on in his wrong read series for a number of years now and has had great luck with in terms of predicting these second and third year breakouts based on that and so when we put those two things together then brown looks like a guy well yeah he could be one of these players who elevates into that second round range in terms of 2021 adp and we like to talk on the show about how those are the guys we want we're looking forward to next year's draft if you can kind of imagine that in your head you know why not take those guys a year early before they've done that and brown i think certainly fits into that category you mentioned his size there's been a lot of sort of puff piece type of news on him how he's gotten bigger how he's healthier this season when he wasn't last year i don't know what we should make of that but i have to say that his size was not the issue i thought it might be last year when you watch him on the field he doesn't necessarily play like a tiny receiver right he was out there making plays along the sideline uh, making very impressive catches as lamar jackson really dropped a lot of those passes down in there he was able to separate and get that get that gap that jackson needed to make those passes they had a beautiful connection right from the beginning the two things that we look at here are the very low number of passing attempts and the relatively low uh, receiving expected points to the receivers in this offense so we have a very small pie on the other hand, it looks like it could be all brown, right? Even if you have a smaller pie, if you also have that pie, you know, very, very tasty, you're going to have a lot of efficiency. You're going to have some long touchdowns. You're going to have a good number of total touchdowns. And you have someone like a Mark Andrews who maybe isn't going to siphon a huge amount of target share because there's enough for both of those two guys and then maybe nobody else. But Mark Andrews uh, making the defense be honest and then at the same time brown just with a speed that is almost impossible to cover so uh, he played bigger than he weighed last season now evidently he is bigger you know he's got that blazing speed and and that connection between the two guys i think that we're going to see a lot of big plays between lamar jackson and marquise brown the question is is going to come down to you know is the volume there does he stay healthy and then how does that contrast with some of the other guys in that same ADP neighborhood? Because that's a, a very intriguing, enticing group of players that he's going around. 
Yeah, and I agree. And uh, the the article of Curtis, like anything Curtis does, is phenomenal. You mentioned DJ Moore. I thought when I read this piece, I was like, this seems to be DJ Moore of uh, 2020. Uh, but he also uh, done the the old duck test. So if it if it looks like a duck, it swims like a duck, and it quacks like a duck, then it's probably a duck. But if you want to dive in, read that piece. He breaks down exactly why uh, he may be a duck in 2020, and uh, that's very good signs for anyone that's interested in drafting Marquise Brown. From tight muscles, tough workouts, signs of aging to simply making it through each busy day, everyone understands what it's like to feel tense or sore so everyone can benefit from TheraOne's CBD products. Started by Dr. Jason Wesland, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientific validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. He also created TheraOne to bring you CD products done right. Use TheraOne's warming lotion in the morning, the cooling solution or the massage oil to recover, body balm for target relief and sleep tincture to drift into a deep night's sleep and right now as a loyal podcast listener through labor day monday september 7th theraone is offering our listeners a buy one get one free for all theraone products but you've got to go to theragon.com slash blue wire if you don't love what you get with theraone send it back for a full refund within 30 days off purchase this is not something Theraone is likely to do again. The buy one, get one free offer is tremendous. Head on over to theragon.com slash bluewire, but only until Labor Day. Once again, that is theragon.com slash bluewire. I want to let you know about NFL Sunday tickets. Sundays are coming back to the NFL. As I mentioned at the start of the show, it is getting very close. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live, out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on all your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels, so you never miss any of your favorite teams or favorite players in action. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the code BLUEWIRE at checkout to save 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv. Once again, the code BLUEWIRE, 15% off your subscription. Today's show is also brought to you by Fandraft. Take your league to the next level with Fandraft, the online fantasy draft board. Fandraft helps make your league feel like an actual NFL draft with features such as a live streaming ticker, live draft clock, custom logos, walk-up songs, multiple draft board displays, and more. It can be used offline or in-person for your draft simply by exporting the display via projector or onto a large screen TV for your whole league to enjoy. It can also be done fully online so you're covered from all angles, and you can also set it up for traditional or auction-style drafts. Fandraft covers pretty much all customizations to suit your league requirements if you're signing up today you can get yourself a free trial at fandraft.com but if you want to jump aboard and get the pro account you can also get yourself a 15 percent discount with the code rotoviz15 that there is at fandraft.com once again the promo code rotoviz15 to save 15 percent bring your league to that next level so Sean, we're going to look now at the draft dashboard for 2020. It's one of the, the tools over the last couple of years that have made drafting really, really simple on the site. Um, I'm sure most of the listeners have, have dived in and checked it out already, but if they haven't, do you want to give your uh, your brief overview of uh, what they can expect from the tool? Yeah, this is a, a tool that Dave Cabin has put together, and we have several different versions of it. But we're looking at the the Excel version right now, which is, is one that is a lot of fun to use. It the, the great thing that I think the draft dashboard does for us is it allows us to experiment with draft strategy. It allows us to mock draft in an environment where we can kind of go through and toy with some different things to see if we want to play with different scenarios as we go along instead of you know having to 
completely redo the whole thing uh, from the beginning. And it also is a great tool for when you're in the draft because it allows us to do different things like see how likely a player is to come back to us. It has the Rotoviz uh, scores off of our rankings. It has the Rotoviz tiers that Dave and I sort of put together. And it will allow you to track what your opponents are doing. It'll allow you to track what you're doing. It tells you what positions you need at different points. It even provides panic picks based on your settings. And so there are a lot of different things here to help you within a draft. Obviously, if you've used the draft dashboard to prepare, you're going to be ready. You're not going to be caught off guard. But then when you're in the draft, you know, so many things can be happening. If you have uh, around where your top two targets are taken and the two picks right before you, we have all had that happen to us. It can be very frustrating. It can be unsettling. Now you feel like, oh, the value is not there. What do I need to do? The draft dashboard helps you manage those difficult decisions that depending on your, your format, you know, maybe you only have a minute on the clock, 90 seconds at the most. You've got to be able to make those moves. The dashboard, perfect for helping you with that. But the thing that we're going to use it for today is to run through a quick experiment, talk a little bit about what we might do with our draft. But the idea here with this article that I put together was to see if we could draft a team completely from explosive offenses so every player we drafted would be off of one of these explosive nfl teams so every week when you're watching you have that sense of okay well anytime the crawl comes up the uh, the new touchdown numbers come up you know my team could have scored my player could have scored i've got a team that's maybe it's going to score 25 27 30 points a game and we also broke out a couple other cool tools from the site here. We use the Team Splits app to make sure that we're drafting from those teams that are scoring more than two points per drive. And then also the NFL Pace app to make sure that we're drafting from these teams that are having you know good numbers in terms of time to snap, uh, perhaps no huddle percentage, perhaps a good run pass split if we're looking at a running back or a pass catcher for this particular team, and then plays per 60 minutes all of those kinds of things. We want to make sure that we have a team that is explosive and the tools and the draft dashboard allow us to do this. And then jumping right in, I was playing from the 103 in this particular scenario. Not surprisingly, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley off the board and then your options. And this is something we could face next week. Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, I think the main players here. One of the interesting things when we pull up the road of his screener and look at the points that those teams scored at the running back position last year, even with how good Dalvin Cook was, it might be a little bit of a surprise that Minnesota gapped the rest of the team so much. They scored 499 points at the running back position, 69 more than the Saints, almost 100 more than the Cowboys. And they also had a pretty good advantage in terms of rush expected points. Now, the team with the most receiving expected points was the Saints. The Saints have hold the edge in points per drive. I think they're better positioned to kind of stay in that range with Drew Brees as opposed to, say, a Kirk Cousins. The pick that I made here was Alvin Kamara. Colm, would you prefer either of those other two running backs in this spot? I think when we're at this spot, for me, I, I know you like Dalvin Cook quite a bit, and the, the news is positive over the last week with him not looking to hold out. But I, I think it's between Kamara and Elliot, and you know, based on uh, the, I suppose you know, people make the argument for Elliot as well, but based on the explosive nature of Kamara's game, um, what we've seen throughout his career so far, outside of 
when he was pretty banged up for the majority of last season uh, i think that kamara is the player to own there um out of the two of those guys so it'll be it'll be pretty close for me but i'd be having kamara over elliot so it would be the play i would go with as well um so I, I have no real arguments with that pick and obviously as you mentioned the 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 app showing the same way to go there we jump into round two um it's one that we we've been talking about quite a bit and obviously a big big chunk of change going his way over the last week as well and that's travis kelsey of the chiefs um you know getting that long-term extension gives him that security obviously in kansas city um i know he's a little bit older at the tight end position but we can start to worry less about those next two three years um because he should be there with patrick mahomes so he is the pick that you've made then when we've got to round two we've talked quite a bit about kelsey over the off season probably not a huge need for us to dive in here but having him uh, in your lineups you know is going to give you that edge then at the tight end position week on week um there will be some down weeks for him like any player but the, the floor is so high for Travis Kelsey and versus the rest of the position that I, I think it's a, a really smart move there. And I should say that this particular exercise was done in a two running back, three wide receiver, one tight end, non-premium format. And so uh, Kelsey going much earlier in FFPC, not expected to make it to this point. One of the things I was looking at with this article and sort of doing a little bit of stealth preparation for my apex draft where I had the number one pick and I was skeptical that the ADP was correct here, that Kelsey could come back to this spot because it seems like too good to be true to be able to start Kamara Kelsey. But in fact, Kelsey did come back in the apex draft and it was a little bit frustrating because Kelsey and Kittle came off the board with those last two picks right before my selection. So a little bit like what we just talked about, I had to pivot to a wide receiver there. And that brings us back around to round three and perhaps because this isn't a real draft i was able to do the fun thing here and take lamar jackson we know that qb is not the percentage play but we also know that jackson really gapped the field last season his margin over dak prescott for example was the same margin that prescott held over qb 21 andy dalton so if we had confidence that that was going to happen again this year, it would make Jackson a lot more of a no-brainer pick. The other thing that was interesting is the Ravens were the only team that averaged over three points per drive last season. The Chiefs were close, but they weren't quite there. That goes back a little bit to what we were talking about with Marquise Brown, where this team, even if the volume is a little bit lower at certain spots, if you're averaging over three points per drive, then there are a lot of touchdowns to go around. So we would expect them to probably fall off of that a little bit this season, although there are plenty of areas where we also might expect their individual players to take a step forward. They're going to be one of the most explosive teams. Lamar Jackson, very much a luxury pick, but if you believe in your ability to draft the next four or five rounds, this might be just a fun, but also an upside pick in this spot. Yeah, I think it's an upside pick. I think, you know, you mentioned there the fact that it's not a real draft and, you know, there's no money on the line. I think for me, I would be going the next pick off the board after that was DJ Moore. He's somebody who I'd be looking at at that spot there um, overall. I think he would be the pick that I would make based on, um, you know, the ADP and who's gone after that. But um, I have no doubt that jackson and uh, mahomes went then at the back end of that round um i think that you'll see a lot of leagues where quarterbacks do come off the board there but i think i would be i would still be holding firm and i think that would be the the spot then to be jumping in with the wide receiver because obviously you've started off with kamara kelsey and then you you're going for another onesie position in 
Lamar Jackson. I think um, getting that wide receiver on the board would have been would be possibly the way I would go there. And when we move on down, a player that was drafted next on for you, a player who I, I really like, and I'm getting more and more aboard that train is uh, DK Metcalf. This was round four. Uh, thoughts going into that, and uh, what the the tool was able to was there any guidance that gave you on this one? Yeah, so this is the spot where if we're not doing this sort of thought experiment where we're taking the explosive players, I think DJ Chark, Terry McLaurin, really the clear-cut selections right here, and then you hope to wrap back around and get Metcalf if he's still available. The tool tells us there's there's a 55% chance that he will come back to our next pick, but uh, in this thought experiment, we want to get these guys in the explosive offenses. We know that players with russell wilson have consistently put up just these crazy numbers in terms of fantasy points over expectation so again a little bit like the brown situation even if the volume is a little bit lower we know the explosiveness is there dk metcalf a guy i like a little bit more than tyler lockett because well tyler lockett is one of these players where we might expect him to beat adp dk metcalf is another one of those guys who if things go right then we're talking about him at maybe like the 205 next season. We're talking about him as being not necessarily the next Michael Thomas or the next Julio Jones, but fitting right below that in the conversation. And so when we have a player like that who fits our philosophy. I think he's the guy that we want to go with here. And then we wrap around into round five and we have a little bit of a tricky selection because the other wide receivers don't fit what we want to do. And, we have to decide whether or not we want to take that rookie running back. So there's obviously a big, a big decision on your hands here. Um, obviously, there's some of the players that could could be in play here. But when when we get to, like, you know, I, I was looking at you a moment ago. I was saying the fact is that we've only gone one uh, wide receiver at that point in the fourth round, which is very, very off-brand for, for a Sean Siegel draft. So when we get to this point, then we're looking at something that, we're going to get really different on and that there's jumping in with a second running back within the first six picks so when, when all was said and done cam makers is the pick off the board um dj chark who you mentioned possibly being the player who you might go for in the fourth round and then take metcalf on the wraparound in the fifth round um or sorry in the sixth round we've actually gone the the opposite way um and this one uh, i'm reading this draft board wrong sean let's do that again and then at that point, obviously, the Cam Akers being the pick. You mentioned on the, the previous round that DK Metcalf was a player because of the explosive offense, and maybe a Charker McLaurin would have been the pick to go there and then try to get Metcalf on the way back around. DJ Chark was actually still there on the way back around, but the pick ended up being Cam Akers, who you mentioned there as the rookie running back. The other player who I know you're a big fan of that was there who went two picks later was Mark Andrews. Obviously, the decision to take Travis Kelsey earlier and it being a, a onesie position you know you mentioned how it starting the, the one tight end what was your your thought process there it was tough to, to skip over mark andrews because he's someone i do want on almost all of my teams and i'm used to being in formats where he just simply is going earlier is not available at this point in the draft i think again if this has been a real draft i probably actually do to the double elite tight end we know that we can play him in the flex position we know that tight ends do get hurt they're actually a little bit of a, a stealth injury laden position so if you have one of them knocked out then you still have a field tilter for you at tight end that probably is the way to go cam Akers a little bit of an interesting pick because it depends a lot on how you see this rams offense for 2020 because in 2018 they averaged 2.7 points per drive they were a juggernaut everybody remembers or at least kansas city 
fans remember that big massive shootout they had with the Chiefs that season where neither team had any chance of stopping the last team to have the ball was going to win last year they dropped all the way down to two points per drive and a lot of that was the result of failing to use Todd Gurley in the passing game and so when we're looking at Cam Akers specifically and how he fits into this offense if he's able to be a part of elevating that offense back to 2018 levels and the real driver is going to be Jared Goff but if Akers can be the guy in concert with him then not only is the offense more explosive but also Akers is a much better pick in this range we do make that selection we wrap back around then into the sixth round and actually a guy that I just released an article on today is the potential falling star that we have in round six yeah and he's obviously this this guy somebody who was hyped up uh, quite a bit on last week's show um when we were talking about you know the Steelers and which wide receiver to go for and it is Deontay Johnson and he's going to be the final pick we talk about as you can obviously go in and check the rest of the article up on the website but Deontay Johnson um somebody who you know I actually heard Matt Harmon uh talking about him this week as well saying that like you know in terms of the the players from last season what was done versus who he expects to have a big jump this year he was one of his favorite candidates to take that leap in 2020 so I think that all targets are pointing the right way you know I've talked about Juju on the show a number of times I'm still buying Juju but I think the the gap as we were talking about last week on the show is is a lot closer than some people think and I think you know come uh, the middle of the season it'll, it'll still be closer i do expect juju to lead this uh, wide receiving core and to to have the higher scoring season but i think that the the gap in adp that um he is a very very interesting candidate what what's your thoughts sean as we as we move into the season do you expect him at the end of the year to be quite close to juju do you think the the value in adp is going to be worth worth taking him at this point versus maybe taking juju uh, kind of two and a half rounds earlier I'm coming around to the idea that this could be closer than I originally thought. I think that Juju Smith-Schuster is going to uh, reassert himself as one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I think he's going to have a big season. I don't think that you're going to regret having picked him. But we look at a little bit of the gap between the two prices here, and Johnson offers you that second chance to get some exposure to this offense. Dropped a lot of different uh, advanced stats in the article today. Referenced a really cool piece that Jack Miller did early in, earlier in the season. Uh, if you have a chance, go in and, and see what Jack has done there. But just specifically in terms of this thought experiment, it's cool to bring up the Game Splits app or the Team Splits app and put in Ben Roethlisberger, see what's happened in the last two years, what he's played and when he hasn't played. We think about what Johnson did as a rookie on a team that averaged just under one and a half points per drive. Now, when Roethlisberger has played over the last couple of years, most of that obviously in 2018, they averaged 2.2. And then you pull out some of the passing splits and you see that they're on a 33 touchdown pace, just under 5,000 yards with Roethlisberger. That drops down to only 18 touchdowns and barely over 3,000 yards without him. This pie is going to be much much bigger again in 2020 if Roethlisberger is anything like what the media is suggesting what he says he feels like and what we just would kind of expect from him now he's getting up into that range you know with some of these guys you know like a Philip Rivers Eli Manning already having retired it's not a no-brainer that Roethlisberger comes back and is what he was before but if he gets back into that range, this Pittsburgh Steelers offense is just going to be a scorched earth attack, and they're going to be a lot of points for both of the receivers there. 
Yeah, and I think it's one of those offenses that, like you mentioned with the pie, it's going to be quite concentrated among those top two wide receivers. So uh, I think even having both of those guys, even on the same roster, but you know, over sprinkled over your kind of portfolio players, um, I think is is certainly a, a smart way to go. And as I mentioned, uh, we're going to tie it up there for the, the piece, but obviously Sean runs through the whole draft and, and breaks it down. Uh, I would definitely recommend heading over and jumping in, having a read through that. There's a lot of great information in it. As always, if you are signed up to the site, you can get yourself a 10% discount as a, royal, a loyal podcast listener uh, off a one-year subscription. That is just simply by adding the code 2020 RV Radio at checkout, or you can also go to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for further information. As always, we'd like to thank you for uh, you know as always we'd like to thank you for your support off the podcast drop us a written and review on your favorite podcast app helps us climb up those charts uh, spreads the word to more listeners and obviously helps us grow here at the road of his overtime podcast and the, the road of his radio network itself until we're back with another show which is going to be the one this coming thursday we're going to break down a bit of strategy off the ffpc main event check that one out uh, i'm really looking forward to it my name's colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at over Ireland. my co-host as always is sean siegel and check out all the fantastic work including that deontay johnson piece that he has up on the site as of today until we're back later in the week have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Sports are coming back and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is back and there's no better place to start betting and wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online has sat down with a number of former pro players, including Eddie George, Harold Reynolds and seven-time NBA champ Robert Horry. See what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember, use the promo code BLUEWIRE, that's all one word, BLUEWIRE, to receive your welcome bonus when you sign up to BetOnline. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.